All right, everyone, we've got a great one for you today. It is called Four Steps to a Healthy, Financially Secure Retirement. Uh, this is going to be one that helps you just think through four things that we have come up with for you. It is the final installment of our series on how to choose the right financial advisor for you. And I think you're going to love it. All right. And just as a reminder, we're going to go through four steps. We've got some questions that you need to make sure you know about. Do not let this overwhelm you. We have a blog article that goes through all of this for you on our website, pomwealth.net forward slash blog. Also, if you've not had a chance or you've ever thought about wanting to just have a conversation with myself or Merce and kind of say, hey, I got some things I want to bounce off of you. We have a 15-minute complimentary introduction call that you can go right on the website, top right-hand corner, click on the button, and our calendar comes right up and you can schedule that with us. Absolutely no obligation and completely complimentary. But before we get into this episode, we have a quick disclosure. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Welcome, everyone, to our Retirement in Action podcast. Uh, Today, we are going to finalize uh, what we have now done for a few weeks, uh, not back-to-back, but we've been doing a podcast, How to Choose the Right Financial Advisor for You, and we've really taken people through um, an entire process, things that need to be aware of, mistakes that could be made. And today we're going to do one that is called Four Steps to a Healthy, Financially Secure Retirement. You think about that, that's what everybody wants is they want to have a healthy, financially secure retirement. And Merce and I have been talking through some of the mistakes that people make. And so we want to talk about now what to look for if I'm going to go out there and pick this advisor, what what are things that I need to make sure I am aware of. So we've basically got four steps that we're going to walk you through. And, uh, and again, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh my goodness, I, I can't take notes, don't worry. Uh, we have a blog article on this very, very topic, and it is right on our website. So you can go to the blog page and get access to this particular topic. So step number one, make a commitment to yourself to get your checkup done. Now you think about that. I'll tell you this, I uh, you know, was talking about it the other day. I, my, my wife was like, you, you need to go get your uh, physical your, with your doctor. And I was like, yeah, well, I mean, it's, you know, it's not like I got to do it right now. So we started thinking about how long had it been since I got my physical and it had been somewhere around five years. And that's just one of those things that you procrastinate. Some people do. Uh, I did, did not really, really want to do that. Well, the f- same as the case when it comes to our financial well-being, And sometimes people just put it off. Maybe you think I'm going to do it once I get all my statements together, or I'll do it when I actually figure out how much money I spend, or 
I'll do it when I get closer to retirement. Here is the thing that I think I want us to make sure that we encourage you to do is that you want to set a goal. Now, we're not saying tomorrow, but if you say, look, I'm going to get my checkup done in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, I don't care. You set a goal and then you work toward that. And even if, Merce and I get people in the office all the time that do not have all their stuff, right? But we still get started. And then they still, oh, okay, I now know where to go get this. I know how to go handle this. So I'll just say it again, make it a, make it a point, schedule it. Even if it's 90 days out, go ahead and schedule it to get your checkup done. Yeah, I think that that is very important. Just getting it, getting it scheduled and then following through with that. I, I lo love the story about the, the physical. For me, it's my dentist, right? I, it's very hard to keep up with trying to see your dentist every single year. My eye exam, they kind of forced me into it because I wear contacts. And so I run out of contacts and the only way to get uh, more contacts is I have to go see the eye doctor again, but the dentist that's kind of on you just like finances. So, um, step number two that I have for you is list your objectives. And this is not listing objectives from the sense of what you want your retirement to look like and, and, and how that's going to play out and when you want to retire. Uh, but that's all going to come with once you've set, figure out how you want to work with a financial advisor, or if you want to work with one at all. So listing out what type of relationship you're looking for, for for financial advice. Is the relationship that you need primarily just uh, signing up for a newsletter or is it just utilizing Google and kind of doing it yourself? Or maybe you've decided I do need to work with a financial advisor. I need someone to take this off of my shoulders, this bearing weight that uh, that's going to help me answer the question of do we have enough and when can I retire and what's my retirement going to look like? Uh, and then we've already talked to you quite a bit. There's, there, there's different types of advisors out there. And so you have to make these, these objectives as to what are you looking for in an advisor. There's advisors out there that are very product-based. There's advisors out there that are very holistic planning approach. And they look at the whole scenario, like the investment management, like the retirement planning, the tax strategy, the estate planning, everything, everything that comes with retirement is very important to retirement. Other objectives could be, hey, I need to work with, a, uh, I, I would like to work with a fiduciary, or maybe that's not that important to you. I hope working with a fiduciary at the end of these, this series has become pretty important to you. And then you can ask yourself, you know, does a certification sway me one way or the other? Raiden and I, we're, we're CFPs or certified financial planners, and, and we have a lot of clients that come to us for that reason, because they know that we've done the education and the hard work to get those credentials. Some of those other credentials just don't stack up, not saying that they're not valid, but you got to ask yourself, what are you looking for in that arena as well? And then we've talked to you several times here on, on fee as to how advisors get paid um, in, in different scenarios when it comes to the product that they're selling or the investment that they're selling or the fee that they're charging for planning. Um, so you got to ask yourself, what, what, do you, what is the objective here? What's going to feel uh, like it's going to serve you the best? And then also understanding uh, the value that you are getting for the fee. So just a few things to think about when you're listing objectives. If you have that list built out in front of you and you take that to your advisor meetings as you're searching for that person and just see if they match up with what you're looking for. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course 
Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. All right, very good. Step number three, ask questions. So now imagine that you're you're either researching for a financial advisor or you're talking to one. I'm going to give you eight questions. And remember what I said earlier, uh, there's a blog article on this on our website. It's going to have all eight questions there for you. So do not worry uh, if you're trying to take notes. But these are questions that could be tough. They could be tough for the financial advisor if they're not able to answer these in a positive way. But you need to know the answer to these questions. And it's extremely important. So I'm going to take you through all eight. Number one, you need to ask, do you work as a fiduciary? Do you work as a fiduciary? Now, be careful to listen to the answer because if they say, oh, I treat all of my clients as a fiduciary, that's a play on words. You want to know, are they legally bound to act as a fiduciary on your standard uh, for on a fiduciary standard for you? That's just you know, now, by the way, you may decide to work with someone who's not a fiduciary. That's okay. But you want to know, I mean, by the way, I don't know why you would not want to have a person be a fiduciary because a fiduciary is bound by law to put your interests ahead of their own. But if you find somebody who you like and they're not a fiduciary, it's not a law that you have to be a fiduciary, but that is an important question. All right, second question. Are you registered with our state securities regulator? Now, this one's important because of scams and Ponzi schemes. If the person is not registered or can't show you that they're registered with the state securities division, that might be a red flag, meaning that they're that whatever they're offering to you, they've not, it's not done properly. So keep that one in mind. Number three, how long have you been an advisor? Uh, you, that's going to give you a sense of where their knowledge is. If they say, hey, I'm just starting out, that might be okay if they work right along with an experienced financial advisor. But at least again, these are things for you to know. Number four, and Merce just talked about this a little bit, but what are your credentials? Are you certified as a financial planner? Again, not a law that you have to be, but it gives you a good indication. Have they looked at things in a well-rounded approach? Number five, how do you get paid? Extremely important. Do, do, do the fees come out of whatever it is that you're in? Or do you pay them directly? Are you paying them hourly? Is it a percentage of whatever they're managing? Number six, what is your investment philosophy? Now, if they cannot answer that, or they don't answer in a way that you feel confident, that is a big red flag. So if they tell you, hey, look, you, you don't invest looking at it that way. You just buy and hold and hang in there. If you believe in that, great. But if you say to yourself, hey, I want to have downside protection, that may not be that attractive to you. Number seven, do you make money for trading mutual funds or stocks? Meaning, are they going to get a commission to do that? That's not as common as it used to be, but it still can be there with mutual funds through the version of, of commissions. So keep that in mind. And then number eight, how frequently do you communicate with clients? 
I will tell you, uh, there's many studies that are done. And the number one reason why a person will leave their financial advisor has nothing to do with performance. It has everything to do with communication. So you want to know, and by the way, when you ask them that, how often do you communicate? Tell them what type of communication do you do? Get a little bit of detail on that. That's all I've got on step number three. All right. On step number four, it's really once you've, once you've made that decision of, yes, this is the advisor that I'm going to work with. Well, then you start meeting with them. And, and we always encourage, it's always nice, I think, to meet and sit down with uh, someone that's essentially, you're starting this brand new relationship with face-to-face, at least in the first phases of it, or maybe in one of the meetings every now and then, just to be able to get to know them on a personal level. Um, and that'll make you more comfortable. You know, there are certain things that you don't need to do face-to-face. Like you can, in my opinion, I don't like going to the car dealership and dealing with car, car salesmen. Last couple of cars I bought, I've been doing through email. Um, you don't want to do that in this situation with your financial advisor when you're talking about these, these life-changing events and building out these retirement plans. Yeah, you can do some information sharing, but at the end of the day, when you're making decisions on your retirement future, you want to be meeting with them face-to-face. And then the second part of that is whatever you're doing, make sure you get something in writing as far as your, your contract with, with them when you first sign up. Know what that contract is. Is there a term to it? Also, it should be documented as to what type of fees you're going to be paying. Is it just in a percentage of the assets that they're managing? Are there commissionable products? Is there ever a way that they can charge you hourly? That should all be documented. Um, when you're going through, uh, usually an advisor is going to take you through a risk assessment or a risk tolerance conversation. Uh, get that documented. We're very quick. Uh, to give that out along with our retirement financial plans. Because at the end of the day, while we are the financial advisor, we say this is, you know, this is more of a partnership between the client and the, and the advisor. And yes, we're going to do the majority of the work here, but expectations need to be on the same page. And the only way to do that is have something written down on both sides so that you can both agree. Yes, we agree that this is how things should go going forward. And then when you have those annual views or those uh, one-off meetings here and there, you've got a reference to look back to to say, hey, we were going to accomplish these certain things and where are we at on there? Why, why haven't we accomplished these yet? Or, hey, we're way ahead of the game and that's even better. But you, you've got a resource there uh, to refer back to. So getting things in writing is always going to be powerful. All right. This is kind of a footnote. Uh, it's not a step. This is just a footnote to what we've been talking about. We've mentioned a couple of times in our conversation here about um, credentials, certifications. So what we want to make sure is clear is the difference between a certification and the difference between a title. And this has been quite controversial within the industry is that anybody can pretty much call themselves a financial advisor. Now there's some rules around that, but you'll see it quite often, or they'll call themselves a financial analyst or a financial consultant or a financial expert or a financial planner, an investment consultant, or a wealth manager. That's just simply a title. That's like saying man or woman or whatever your title is. That, that, that's not saying you're qualified by any means to give advice. Now, maybe the person's been you know, what we would call a wealth manager for 30 years. Maybe their life experience has given them that, um, that ability to be able to make very, very good decisions. But there are some certifications that do hold, hold out to a very rigorous uh, education 
continuing education and an extensive test in order for them to do that. Certified financial planner, that is what Merce and I both are. Uh, and we picked that, we worked and said, that's what we want. That's the high standard within financial planning. There's also called a chartered financial consultant. That's very uh, much a rigorous type schedule to do that or a ch chartered life underwriter. They're all kind of focused on different areas. But if you're looking for a financial planner from the financial planning perspective, it, you, you can't find something that's gonna give more education, more um, overall uh, substance to what it is that we do in, in that world than the CFP. So just keep that in mind. And, and you might go to the website. This person tells you they're some kind of certified something, go find out what it is because there's some of the certifications, you can just pay a fee and answer a few questions in a couple hours and you're called a certified whatever. So I just, that's just, just a little footnote. Anything to add on that, Merce? No, I think that's it. I think it kind of comes back to know what you're looking for, know what you're paying for, and know uh, the person that you're working with, what they are actually qualified to do. If you can sum all those three up, I think it, it makes the whole process of trying to find the perfect financial advisor for you. And once again, there's a different fit for every person. Every family is different. Every situation is different, which is why there are different types of advisors out there. So at the end of the day, if you know what you're looking for from the beginning, before you start these conversations up, it's going to make the whole process a lot less stressful. All right, everyone, that wraps up our episode today. Uh, if you've not had a chance, go to the website, pomwealth.net forward slash blog. On that blog, it, it, so there's a great wealth of, uh, of information there. If you'd like to set up a complimentary, no obligation, 15-minute introduction call with Merce and I, you can see it right at the top right-hand corner of the website. You'll see our calendar and you can be able to get on our calendar. We hope this has uh, been beneficial. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.